smoke with? I, I, I smoke think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, who'd you have, caffeine today? What the hell is that up to How much coffee did you drink before the show? Listen, you can't polish a sneaker, right? <laughs> throw, throw tomatoes at me, do whatever you're going to do. Welcome in to Corso and Cazone, presented by the Pats Nation, the real post-game show. And sitting right over there, as always, is Mark Catone in the booth joining us, our producer, director, Joe Guarneri, and you. Happy to have you in. Let us know how you're feeling today. Live chat is up, so we want to read that. We want to hear from you and talk about that on the show. And also, you can email us, corso.catone at gmail.com. And get on, send us, put a tweet up, Corso and Catone. So listen, um, Mark, Joe, and I, you know, would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the 20-year anniversary of uh, 9/11. When you hear the phrase 9/11, so many emotions uh, flood in, and 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 the feelings that you have, um, all of us as Americans, uh, our our country changed that day uh, forever, and some of the things are just sadness, confusion, fear you know, anger and, and just sheer outrage, uh, at the awful attack that took place and that tragedy that, that, that happened. And for me, um, when I think about it and, and last night I sat and, and for about an hour, it, we didn't even realize Mark, that time was passing like that. And, and I just thought about it and I had those same feelings of just outrage, complete and sadness and the thought of families being broken and, the the the, tra the tragic loss of life for first responders and military medical everyone that was going in when people were coming out and those are the people you think about that gave themselves for this country and mark you know there was no better example of what we can be as a country uh and, and we 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 unified it's it's the it's the only time in my life that I really saw our country come together as a united front. We were all Americans when that happened. It didn't matter what, what <clears throat> politics or anything like that. We were Americans, and that's who we were, and that's what we need to be. And, Mark, again, no, no better example of that were the New England Patriots that year. I mean, they carried the banner, and they carried the torch, and, and they carried the symbol for us all year long on their shoulders underdogs guys that weren't supposed to do it unknowns like tom brady at the time they carried the red white and blue for us and the symbol of what this country is and mark i again how they did that and and some of the things that we're, we're going through was the only time i was really rooting or not rooting but okay for the new york jets to come in and beat us because that city needed it right mark yeah it was yeah, yeah absolutely that Chris is either directly or indirectly. It seems like everybody you come in contact with has a story about that particular day and, and, and the tragic events that happened that day. Um, and, and last night, like you, I was sitting and I, I was watching a couple of shows that were on. They had a couple of documentaries on it last night. And, and one of them really struck me because it was the, the children of nine 11. It was, it was unborn children whose whose spouses were were were, were killed in, in 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 the bombings with, with the you know in, in the world trade center in and they, they they had babies afterwards the wives had babies and and they never saw their fathers and and and, and it, it it followed them over the last 20 years um and and it was just it really hit me like my god how things changed in this country in this world in a matter of hours right that particular day um but you're right chris the, the way that the whole country united um even that particular year you know you talk about the patriots but also it, that was the year that the, the yankees um went to the world series against arizona and and whether you were a red sox fan a dodgers fan i think everybody was rooting for the yankees that year to win the world series right they all had their their uh, you know um fd um, NY hats on or, or, or police department hats on, if you remember, right. And, and, and everybody was united around New York, um, during that time. And, um, that, that was a great world series and, and it was just a, a time where everybody united. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, I can't believe 20 years have gone by. Um, your heart still goes out to those who lost their lives and to their family members because they'll still, they're never the same. 
Um, and, and this country's not the same. And um, yeah, it, it, this is a day that you, you just you just can't help but think about that, you know. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's a it, terrible it, thing. It, it affected the wounds are never heal, no. and they shouldn't heal because that's that's something yeah. that we all will carry with us. And I know personally, and Mark and Joe as well. You know, we we have people that we knew that made came out of there. And we know have people we know that didn't come out, um, yep. and it is stay it'll stay stay with you forever. So today, if you get an opportunity, a couple of minutes, just stop, reflect, and think about those words that were spoken that epitomized what we were dealing with in the country, and no better than Robert Kraft standing on the field that night, holding up the symbol of to me freedom and champion, saying, "We are all patriots," and tonight. The Patriots are world champions. Never, ever forget. Mark, we have a great show today. As usual, we're going to get into Yankees versus Red Sox. Of course, you never, ever, ever want to miss Catone's comments. And then we're going to get into Pat's preview of the Miami game uh, tomorrow. Where they come into New England and face them at 425 Eastern. But listen, it's so popular, we have to lead with it always. The heated hotline. I haven't heard it yet, Mark. Have you? I have, I have Joe. Don't let us listen to he it. Doesn't, he he Please, won't let us listen Joe. to it. So, so you know what, Joe? Let's let's have it. What's happening over there in Arizona? <laughs> Joe, I don't know, Joe. Mark, opening it to save the day. You just froze. Joe. What happened? Went Nothing, away. Joe. We're waiting for heated hotline. I was waiting. I wasn't even looking, Joe. I'm waiting for heated hotline. I said, we're Joe, stop. Heated hotline, Joe. You froze. I was like, wait oh. a minute. What, what happened? Oh, hey, him. Well, well, if you have it up, let's get into it. Let's, let's get, get the heated, heated hotline. hotline. Let's get this thing on the on the control here. Here we go. Yeah, this is Bobby from Connecticut. You know. I listen to your show every week, and I'm sick of you talking about Bill Belichick like he's some great coach. Bill Belichick, nothing but a bum. He was a bum in Cleveland. He a bum in New England. What he ever done without Tom Brady? Last year, he lost again without Tom Brady. Tom Brady leaves. He go to Tampa Bay. What did he do? He went with another bum coach. He went another Super Bowl with another bum coach. But you, you, you people on this show, you talk about him, Bill Belichick, like he is, you know, he's responsible for something. He ain't responsible for nothing. But you people don't understand. You want to just talk about, oh, he rebuilding the Patriot. He got another quarterback. He ain't done nothing without Tom Brady. It's about time you people give Tom Brady his due and say that the reason they won all those Super Bowl is because of Tom, not because of that bone, Bill Belichick. And by the way, if you knew your history, if you knew your history of football, you would know that at the beginning, when they won all those games, it was not because of Bill Belichick. Half those players were Bill Parcell players. Do you realize that? That they were Bill Parcell players. And you people talking about what Bill Belichick in 01, in 02. If I hear that one more time, 01 and 02, he didn't even have his players. He was using Bill Parcell players. There should be an asterisk next to those wins because it was Bill Parcell's team. It wasn't Bill Belichick's team. You people don't even tell the real history. I'd love to for you to tell the real history of what it's been like with Bill Belichick because he a bum. He was a bum then and he a bum now. I want to hear what you got to say about that. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm wow. so. <laughs> you know what? I, it's so, you know what? That's let's unwrap that, Mark. Right now. First of all, hang on. Did that? Does this clown have a name? I, I don't. Yeah, I th I thought I heard it at the beginning. I think he said. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Did he say Bobby? It's something like that. Yeah, I think not... it was Bobby. Oh, well, then we'll call him Bobby. Okay, I Mark, think it's you Bob or Bobby something. Mark, you respond to that first because I, you know what? No, Chris. First of all, that's something we've you and I have debated. This was it Tom or was it Bill? Well, obviously, you this guy takes Bill had nothing to do with those Super Bowls, right? Well, listen, I will give the guy this. I'll give the caller this much. Brady did win a Super Bowl last year with a, with a, with a bum. 
Arians, we, we, you and I think he's a cartoon character. So we did one with the cartoon character down there, Darth Vader, right? The cartoon character. He did. <laughs> right? <laughs> Number one. But the other well, thing is, Chris, on his chest. right? And the other thing is, he did those early Super Bowls. Yeah, half that team was Parcells, guys, right? I'll, I'll give the call a, I'll, I'll, I'll give the call a credit for calling that out. He is right about that. However, all Brady did was manage those teams, in my opinion, at the beginning. I mean, I mean, I, he didn't really do anything to say, okay, guys, I'm going to put you on my shoulders and I'm going to carry you to this championship. He didn't do that early. I mean, I think Belichick's scheming and, and his defenses and his, his game management were the reasons why they won those early Super Bowls. I mean, I don't know. I mean, in, in my opinion, and I think as years went on, well, yeah, Brady learned from Belichick how you game plan, how you study film, how you prepare, and then he eventually became the guy who, who led those teams, but not at the beginning. Mark, you know what? Listen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you questions and you let me know, okay? Who who was able to win a Super Bowl with Parcells players? Well, Supposedly. Belichick. Brady, Belichick did. Yeah, he did. Right. The coach, yeah, I mean, the coach. the coach. Who was able to do that? The coach did. Was Parcells okay. able to win in 96? No. Well, no, they no. went to the Parcells Super Bowl. Couldn't win. They went, but they didn't win. They couldn't they win. win. They didn't win. Belichick, though, brought him over the hump. Yep. Who, who brought the philosophy to New England? Belichick. Who, who got that team ready for the St. Louis Rams in the Super Bowl where they slapped that team around in the secondary and just hit them over and over and over? Whose game plan was that? Was yeah. that Brady's or was that Belichick's? Yeah. Yeah. Brady's, Brady was just too busy worrying about his head spinning in a Super Bowl at that point when he goes like this and yeah. un, with disbelief. And the last thing, Mark, who drafted Tom Brady? No, okay. I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Who drafted Tom Brady. Now, okay, people say, well, the sixth round, the sixth round. I don't care about the sixth round. The bottom line is he brought him in. And who had the nuts to keep him in when Bledsoe got hurt and he came back? Look, Mark, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Whoever, this guy's a clown. To, to, have, to, to have such a friggin' simplistic way of looking at something and saying, it's Brady, it's not Belichick. I agree with you. The system, the scheme, the Patriot way. Who's the Patriot way? It's, it's Belichick. It's Belichick. And because you have one rebuild year, because Brady leaves, you can criticize him all you want for the departure of Tom Brady at this point. Okay? But they moved on from each other. It was time to do it. Now we'll see what happens next. But to come out and basically say Belichick had zero to do with it, that pisses me flat off. Because that's somebody who has no idea what they're looking at from day to day, what they're looking at from Sunday to Sunday on the football field. And a guy that put it together, created the Patriot way. And if you talk to any one of those guys, whether it be Brewski, McGinnis, Seymour, even Seymour, Harrison, okay, Vrabel, talk to any one of those guys, and they're going to tell you, Bill's the greatest to ever do it, and he, he, he put us in the right direction, and he established Rodney Harrison, he, Ty Law, you know, Lawyer Malloy. All of these guys, okay, were floating around under Belichick, under Parcells and under Pete Carroll, and ne neither one of those guys could could get over the hump with them. And then here comes Belichick. So you know what? Take all that nonsense and that crap about Tom, it's only Tom Brady, and and stick it where the sun don't shine. That's my response to that. Oh wow, Joe, he's getting aggressive today, Joe. Very aggressive. I, like, I figured that one would get it started. You know, very aggressive, uh, Joe, today. Listen. Yeah. Here's what I will say, Chris. I'll say this. I do agree with you, right? So even last year, I mean, you know, the, the Tampa Bay players were saying, oh, you know, Brady's texting them at midnight the night before the game yeah. with, oh. with last-second preparations. Hey, remember this. Remember that tomorrow. Where did he get that from? He learned right. that from you leave no stone unturned. You prepare for everything. And that's what Belichick base. taught him, right? That's what he taught him. And that's what he took to Tampa Bay. Those guys had no idea how to prepare for a game until he got there, right? He no, never no, changed no, no, no. the culture yeah. of that place. But he learned that in New England. So you're right, Chris. I think the caller, it's a real simplistic point of view that he brings up, right? And don't get me wrong. Was it 60-40 Brady? 
maybe it was six. The last three or four Super Bowls, maybe it was 60-40 Brady. Yes. Yes. Maybe. I'll give him that. I'll give Brady 60-40. I'll give him that. But Jesus Christ, to say Belichick is a bum and had nothing wow. to do with those Super Bowls, I mean, I, I cannot agree with that. That that's that's so off base. And mm -hmm. and you know, and 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 you know, and but it, you know, I get it. It's the caller's opinion. And listen, Chris, you know in New England you got some die-hot Tom Brady fans, and I get oh. they're pissed off and they're mad that he left. And, and I understand that. And listen, I agree. Kraft and Belichick ought to be ashamed of themselves watching that game Thursday night. They ought to be ashamed of themselves that they let that guy walk out of here. But it happened. OPI. It, it happened. OPI. Right? It happened. What are you gonna do? But OPI, OPI. That was offensive pass interference. Hey, that was nonsense. Go, the other night. No see. way they should have won that game. That's nonsense to me. Hey, Mark, I have one question for you. But let's, but Chris, to finish my thought, but I understand people are pissed off about that, but don't don't put the two together. The fact that he left here pisses people off, and we allowed him to do that. I get it. But now don't flip it and say, well, Belichick was is a bum without Brady. That's not true. And, absolutely isn't true. And Brady, when it's all said and done and puts on his gold jacket, will absolutely tell you that I learned what I learned because of Bill. But I think they need time to separate from each other and and and, and just let emotions calm. But Belichick, uh, Brady always says what he learned here. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the, the last thing is this. I'm sorry, but what look did they have in the Super Bowl? against Kansas City. The only time I've ever seen Kansas City defended that way with a zero look and two over the top, two real deep safeties. Yeah, that's New England scheme right there. That's well, New well, England well, scheme. They were trying to say that was Todd Bowles. Uh, yeah, Todd Bowles, who got it from, who cut in the air from Brady, who got it from Belichick. Don't tell me yeah. they didn't watch that film when it was yeah. six to three yeah. going yeah. into the fourth quarter last year with, with Brian Hoyer at quarterback. You might as well have Joe playing quarterback. You know what oh, I mean? Whoa. Oh, geez, that was actually listen. pretty good. Really so, good, I would say, except I was a goalkeeper, so I went the other way. So you know what I mean? Right. So, okay, listen, the Heated Hotline was brought to you by Jag Media Productions. So, Mark, listen, your favorite always, it's you know, you love it. Look behind you. You can see it all there. Yankees versus Red Sox. Yeah. Let, let's, get, let's get into Yankees-Red Sox. Let's hear it. Chris, I don't know who's worse right now, the Yankees or the Red Sox. It's absolutely pathetic. These two teams are pathetic right now. I don't know if either one of them are going to make the wild card, Chris. Yeah. Mark made a real good point the other night. We were talking. You, if you people think that Mark and I will come on and talk here, think again. This is everything. We're, we're basically Corso and Catone every single day of the week. By the, way, the by the way, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. I'm having this conversation with him, by the way. Right. Minus the expletives. Yes. Right? So, so, Mark made a great point the other night. The starters are all back for the Yankees, right? The starters are all back. All these guys are back from COVID and now now being immediately put on the field. Should they be, Mark? No. You got Urshela. You have um, Gleyber Torres. You have Sanchez. You have all these guys now coming back. But the guys they replaced, Wade, Velasquez, um, the other catcher, and then you had some other guys that they were bringing in and out too. Those guys changed the look of this lineup, Chris. This team, they were putting balls in play. They were stealing bases. They were advancing runners. Now all of a sudden you bring these guys back, and you're back to what you were before. The two-run home run or a strikeout. Two-run home run or a strikeout. And guess what? They've lost, what, seven, eight games in a row now. Why, why would you what, screw up? Why would you screw up the chemistry, Chris? You were like 13-1 and one in your last 14 games, and you bring all these guys back and put the guys, the combination that was winning, on the bench. Why would you do I'll that? Never, I'll never, ever forget the line from Bull Durham. You never screw with a what? You never screw with a streak in baseball. You never yeah. touch it. When a streak is happening, you, you just stick to it. If if you're if you think you're hitting the ball because you're wearing a pair of socks, then you wear those socks. That's it. And these guys that were playing, Mark, I can't agree with you more. And who do we blame for that? Hey, I'm just the only thing I'm happy about is we can now go back to blaming the crap out of Boone and get this yeah. guy out of town because yeah. that's yeah. all managing. That's all managing. 
Yeah, it absolutely is. Boone's a what? What would even possess Boone, Chris? Chris, my son is 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 he wore the same sliding shorts under his pants for for five years. They had holes in them. He wouldn't change them because it was bad. It was bad juju to change him. He said, "I'm I'm I'm hitting well. I ain't taking these sliding shorts off." They they were on the shreds. Freaking Boone changes the lineup after you go thirteen and one, like. How is this man a major league manager? I don't get Joe, it. Look up, Joe, at some point, we need to get an explanation of the word juju at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and, Mark, listen, on the flip side, on the flip side, the Red Sox, uh, they coming back to life a bit. They're kind of that, you know, they win some. They win. They beat Tampa a couple times, right? I mean, are they now starting to do the things right where they're going to hang on? They're going to hang on to that wild card spot, probably. But Chris, can yes- they beat anybody in the playoffs? Chris, yesterday I put up on our Twitter account. I was I was crazy yesterday on Twitter. I don't know if you checked our account, Chris. I must Just have, yesterday, I must have sent out like eight or nine things on Twitter yesterday afternoon. One of them was, if the Red Sox play 500 baseball the rest of the way, is that enough to get them a wild card? Because I think that's all they're going to be. If you look at their schedule, Chris, they're playing the White Sox this weekend. They're going to play at Seattle. Um, who, who's fighting for the wild card? Um, they're gonna play the Yankees uh, in a series. Like uh, looking at the Red Sox schedule, I'm thinking, okay, they probably can play 500 baseball the rest of the way. Is that enough to get you a wild card if you play 500 baseball? I don't know. What do you uh, think? I, I think so. I, mean, I think it might. Well, I, I think if 500 baseball, looking at these teams they're fighting with, I probably do. gets them even maybe the second, at least one of the wild card spots. I think, and I think the I Red think Sox could probably do that. If Boone doesn't make a change. They're going to end up with the first wild card spot. I did, and I'm going to tell you right now, the Yankees aren't even going to make it, Chris. The Yankees are going to be out. They won't even make so the wild card Toronto, if this continues. Yeah. You think it'll be Toronto? Toronto, could Chris, be. is lethal. Their hitting is unbelievable. They just got to get pitching. Well, they're peaking at the right time. If Boone doesn't make a change, if he doesn't change the way he needs to change back, then, yeah, I think it'll be the Red Sox in Toronto. And But I don't know that, I, you know, can the Red Sox with Sale, can they come in? And, yeah, and they can Toronto. win a wild card game. Yeah, they can. But can they go against the heavy hitters in, in that conference? No. No, not no. with that, not with I, that I pitching just, staff they got, Chris. No. It, but they sale can win you a game. Right. They just don't have the depth, the, the you know, the rest of the starters to do it. But the guys are starting to come around a little bit with the with the, with the Red Sox and give they you are. some life there. So yeah, you're showing some life. And Chris, we've beat up on Cora the last few weeks on this show. So is Cora all of a sudden pushing the right buttons because they've shown like a little that. bit of life? We we gave him crap. We gave him love. We had to give him crap. But I still will take Cora over most managers in the league. I still will. You know, you'll take him over Boone. I'll take it. I'll take you over Boone. So you know, Joe, what kind of a joke? I listen. I know my baseball. (laughs) This guy, you know, that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. I'll take you over Boone. Oh, Joe, I'm taking you. You don't know anything about baseball. That's a backhanded compliment. No, it's not. I would. I would. Boone's a stiff. I. Thank you. So Yankees Red Sox is brought to you by Special Sauce Podcast, Startup Finance, and Drive Yourself to Success, specialsaucepodcast.com. When we come back, you never want to miss Catone's comments right after this. Chris, listen, you know what really upsets me? The other day, I'm driving, right? And 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 and, and I'm looking, and I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and this guy's right on my bumper. He's on my bumper. He's on my bumper. And I'm saying to myself, but where is this guy going? 
Like these, I can't stand aggressive drivers. I know a few weeks ago I was talking about people that should get out of the high speed lane. They're going slow, but this, this, these aggressive drivers are worse. They're worse, Chris. The guys on my bumper. The guys on my bumper. I'm like, what, what is wrong with this guy? Then you at home, you turn the news on. There's an SUV that drove through somebody's front porch. There's a car on somebody's grass because they're driving like morons. Morons. You're on the highway. The people, they, they don't know what the little lever is. People, it's a lever. It's called the directional. Hit it every once in a while. You can go left, right. You turn it on, it'll move. It, the light blinks. Maybe you don't understand the light blinks. That's what you're supposed to use. They just shift lanes. They're all over the place. They're going this way and that way. Are you kidding me? Where are you going in a rush? You're going to the next red light. Okay, you got to the next red light. You're going to stop your car anyways. Where are you going in a hurry? Like a moron. You're going to kill yourself. Worse, you're going to kill somebody else. Because you want to drive like a moron. You go to the DMV, Chris. They give you these, these driving tests and these manuals. Throw them in the garbage because nobody pays attention. They don't follow the driver's manual. They don't follow the test. They don't do anything. Why do you give them those? Because then when you get on the road, they drive like complete animals. And it's allowed because nobody stops them. The police watch them switching lanes, flying. They don't pull anybody over. It absolutely drives me crazy, these aggressive drivers. They're going to kill somebody. Learn how to drive. Learn how to drive. Use the little switch in your car to switch lanes. Don't drive up my ass when I'm on the goddamn road where you're going to plow into me. Leave your house a little early. Use some common sense. Do something. Something. Chris, I'm disgusted. I can't. Uh, Joe, he doesn't like the people in front of him. He doesn't like the people behind him. Are you you starting to get a pattern here, Chris? There is a pattern for me. (laughs) Mark, some places they call that a blinker or a turn signal. The switch. Yeah, the switch with the switch. Come on, Chris. Joe, he doesn't. That's it. Yeah, I think the pattern pattern developing is, you know, Mark, I don't think you'll like anybody. Okay. Doesn't that switch come optional on these cars lately? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Jesus. For some of these Yo, people. Chris. Next week, Joe, we're going to be talking about the bus drivers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't get me started with them. Every, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Stop. no don't get you me know. started with those. No, no. Well, on the school buses where the stop sign comes out, which is, you know, you well, have to at least protect the school kids. buses. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you have to stop. But you know what I think? You know what I do? I think sometimes they do it and they leave it out there for longer than they have to just to just to put the screws to us. Don't you, Mark? Oh, yeah. They're protecting the kids. What is wrong with you? Put the screws to you. They're protecting kids. You cook. Mark, you know what? I, I the Why, you don't the you don't see you you don't get pissed off with these aggressive drivers. They're on your ass, Chris. All I could tell you about the driving where you are is I can't deal with the one lane. Mark, one of these days you're going to have to come out with one of your one of your segments of my god, will you please widen the lanes? Every time in your state somebody wants to take a left, there's traffic backed up to 95. You know? Yeah. You know, no, you're you right. Know no, you're right. You're right. Listen, I think the moral of this story here is uh Joe that um Use I your think blankets. <laughs> talking about talking about the uh the DMV I seriously think it's about time that somebody took Mark's license away. <laughs> don't, My license? Don't, don't you. Or, or you should open a driving school with the thing on the top of your car that says yeah. student driver. You got a wheel on either side, you know, and you, you know, you can now teach all these people how to do it right. Could you yes, imagine? Mark? Could you imagine me running a driving Screaming school? at the people. What are you doing right now? You're going to go left. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, uh, I can't right now. I can't. I really can't. So Catone's comments was brought to you by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading uh, criminal and traffic law firm. Traffic, Mark. Uh, Corso Law Group, allow us to be your voice. CorsoLawGroup.com. Coming up, Pats fans, we are going to give you a preview of tomorrow's game right after this.
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Mark, here we are, Mark. Here we are. Dolphins versus Patriots tomorrow, 425 Eastern. Finally, finally. Yes, and let's oh keep in God. mind, let, let's keep in mind, Mark, that 30 minutes following every Patriots game, the Pats Nation, Mark and I, presented by Corso and Catone, 30 minutes following every game, the real Patriots postgame. So, Mark, let's get into it. Let's talk about, I mean, let's talk about the offense. So, if I say to you, Mark, what did the Patriots need to do on offense to win this game? Run the ball. They got to run the ball, Chris, because you you got to. I mean, I you got to take a little bit of pressure off of the rookie, right? Because you know that Flores is going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at this kid to try to confuse him, right? Especially because he knows, obviously, he's never started in a real NFL game. But I think you got to run the football. I think if we can run the football, and we should be able to, Chris. With the, with the fleet of running backs we have, we've talked about this all preseason, that we think it's one of the best running back le- rooms in the league. you got to run the football. You need to get yourself in second and fours, second and threes. You don't want long distance, long yarded situations on second down, right? And and shorten the field up a little bit for this kid and, and make him make some quick reads and, and easy reads. And then eventually you can stretch the field out a little bit. And, and let's hope the two tight ends are healthy and playing. They're not on the injury report. So I'm assuming the tight ends are going to play. And this is going to be the first time we're going to see Smith and Henry on the field at the same time, healthy, supposedly. Um, but but I think if you, you gotta, you're going to have to run the ball tomorrow, Chris, and do what we think that running game can do. If they do what we think they can do, Chris, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, I agree. They're going to have to do that. I mean, you're worried a little bit about the, the Dolphins defensive front because they got a pretty good one and Flores is you know for everything we say he's a great defensive coach um good coordinator there I don't know how much he's getting in uh his influence during the game but I can I'm worried a little bit about their front but I just think our offensive line is is too good I think they're too good now <clears throat> now you know I mean you could play that game all, all, all you want about saying well they know we're going to run the ball we know that they know that we know hey, look the bottom line is New England strength is their offensive line. We've been saying it all spring. We've been saying it all summer that that's their strength. You know, those, those, that, that center, Andrews, Mason, you know, when you got, you know what I mean? Heron and, 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 and Brown on the other side, these guys. And I'll tell you something. I think Smith is going to be a good part of the running game at tight end. I think he can play that ground. He's not as big, but I think he can play that Gronk role. Not so much Henry, but Smith. And mm-hmm. and I do be, the, the group that they have in running the ball, in Harris and JJ Taylor as a change up back like that Stevenson, um, they're formidable. And you you know you get the veteran back there James White. So I mean that's a formidable. And I you, I agree they're going to have to do that because if not, oh Chris, it's, it may be a long day for Mac Jones. He's, and I think Aguilar he's on he's on he's questionable for tomorrow. Which Aguilar I, I don't know if he's going to play. He, I bet right. he doesn't play, Chris. I bet he's, Patriots he, land that means he's out. Yeah, he'll be listed as out tomorrow morning when they do the, the, the when they do the uh, roster in the morning. He'll be listed as out. But Chris, so we keep saying, you know, they they got to run the ball, and I'm, you know, obviously you assume Flores knows they're going to run the ball. They got to run the ball, right? Yeah. So that the Patriots come he knows, out. Do we know that he knows that we know? But so Chris, do the Patriots come out and spread you out? Do they come out? No huddle. He ran it in the preseason several times. Does he come out, spread off, and say, okay, you think I'm running the ball? The kid's going to pick you a pot all over the field with five and six and seven-yard dinks and take us right down the field. Is that something? Because we've done that before with Brady, right, where, where he'd come out and, and then Josh would give you a totally different look than you expected. Do you think that's something they would attempt with a rookie, or do you think they play it safe and they just give him the, you know, they run the ball? 
predictably. I, I think for game one, it's over coaching because the problem is, is the personnel. And I, yeah. and I'm including Mac Jones in the personnel, <clears throat> you know, if you're not going to have Aguilar, like I just said, I mean, in Patriots land, questionable means means out you didn't practice on friday you're not playing on sunday so i don't expect to see aguilar on the field so if you are going to spread them out who are you doing it with i mean you're going to do with Bourne. you're going to do okay. with myers well myers turns into the outside guy which we've seen that sh that that story before and now you have born uh Oshevsky, you know gunner over there and now you have the tight ends who you can split wide i mean henry can be a slot guy he can do it white we've seen be a slot guy so can you do it? Yes. Should you do it? I don't. I don't think so. Now, if they're stacking the box, stacking the box, and you immediately, if you want to, if you want to dictate immediately to them, like you're saying, Mark, and you you anticipate them packing that box in, and now you spread them out. Well, now you're dictating terms, but you got to have some success because Flores he'll stay in that box. Okay, he'll run man. He'll just run man on those guys and keep what he needs in the box. Right. Because I mean, the only problem, the only time that's an issue where you spread guy, you spread the team out, is when you have to play in a zone, and now you got those two tight ends that can sit down in those zones, find the open, you know, the open spot, and they can sit down and get the ball. That if you play man though, you can still maintain that pressure, and I agree with you. Mac Jones is going to get the, he's going to get a lot tomorrow. He's going to have to deal with a lot. Now maybe he can handle it. Hopefully, at the end of the game, in the post game, we're talking about wow. Mac Jones saw a lot of stuff and he handled it. But Mark, I mean, talk about the receivers. I, I do. Do they have enough? What do you expect out of them tomorrow, Chris? I honestly, and I talked about this with you all spring with, during free agency, and I talked about this with you. We've talked over the summer. I just, I don't know if they got enough at wide receiver, Chris, and I think that's why eventually they'll hit the wall, even if they have a successful season and go to the playoffs. I, I just don't know if they got enough at the receiver position. I think. I, we, I, I think Aguilar is going to be out tomorrow. So, so there goes your deep threat. I, I'm assuming they'll make Wilkerson um, active, and Wilkerson's more of like a slot type of a guy, right? As well. Um, so, so I don't necessarily know if they're going to have that deep threat. I think Johnu Smith will be someone they try to send down the deep seam, like they used to do with Gronk tomorrow. Though yeah. I do think they'll try that, Chris. I definitely think they'll try that tomorrow, and to, to try to open up the center of the field a little bit. And, and throw some of those underneath routes to, to, to Myers and, and whoever else, Bourne and, and, and those types of guys. Um, but I think throwing the ball, Chris, you're going to see a lot of underneath stuff. I, I just and, and, and the tight ends will go will, will go down the field. I think you're going to see tight ends down the seam, and Henry and, and Henry can get open down down the seam too. But I think the combination of running and throwing in, in, in a controlled passing game, Chris. It's, and that's something we saw in the preseason, Chris, with him. He would take a shot now and again down the field, but a lot of what he did was in that right. 10, 10 to 15-yard yeah, yeah. range mm -hmm. and just kept taking you down the field, which I think you're going to see a lot of tomorrow. Now, yeah. you know Flores is going to try to take that out, take that away from him. He may dare them to throw the ball down the field. Like you said, Chris, dare him. Can you do it? You can't do it. So who do you got to do it with? I got to think Flores is going to attempt to do that, especially with the rookie. I mean, listen, but you have to have the personnel to do it with because to what you're talking about, you know, if, if the if the outside receivers can have a little bit of success. And look, I think that Mac Jones will be protected. You oh, that I'm not. Well, yeah, I think so much. too. I think so. You too. know, I think I think that Miami is much more formidable against the run than they are against the, in, in the passing game. I think. I mean, they have some guys that come. Well, up they got there. Howard, they right? They got the old but, pro corner out there. Yeah. Right? Okay. They do have Howard, but I mean, I'm talking about the front coming off the edge and get the Jones. I think the I think the offensive line will protect him, so I think he's going to have time to make these reads, especially if they're playing zone against that. You know, if they're playing zone against that against him or against them. They're not going to be able to take, you know, bring the house, bring as many guys as they would normally want to, which is why I don't think they will. So it's incumbent upon the wide receivers in this game and Mac Jones to have a little bit of success early, getting the ball post 15 or catching runs. Things that force the Dolphins to have to deal with that, to have to now go zones, take safeties and cover two, and now you can use your tight ends and to open up. To, to, to sit down in the zones, right? Chris, I think that they're going to make it a, a priority 
to do exactly what you're saying with the wide receivers, especially since you cut Newton, you released him. And presumably you released him because he was limited in the passing game, right? That, that we're right. Straight, that, that's one of the reasons why you, you released him. He was it's limited passing in the league. passing game, right? It's a passing league, right? So so let, let's take that premise. So now that you did that, you're going to have to come out and establish the fact that you can throw the football and, and, and you're going to have to make that a priority, I think, to say, hey, we made some upgrades during the offseason. We kept the kid because the kid can make throws that Newton couldn't make on a more consistent basis. So I think that's going to be a focus, Chris. I do think they're going to try to move the ball through the ear just to say, hey, we made the right decision at quarterback. Look at what this kid's doing. I, I think that's going to be a focus, Chris, just because not only because I think they're going to need that to win the game, as you said, but I also think it, it's to prove the coaching staff right in showing that we made the right decision with this kid. Yeah, listen, I, I think at the end of this thing, the Dolphins are going to be looking at um, – I think the Dolphins are going to be looking at Mac Jones and saying, listen, that kid's a lot more poised than we gave them credit for. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so let's see if he can pick them apart. You know, and then now we, gotta, we want to move to the other side of the ball, and we're going to get to that right after this quick, quick, quick break. So, Mark, def- I liked it. I, I, I like I, it, Joe. I, I like it. I like it. You know, all, the, all the little tricks, the twists, the things. Joe's got them all going on. He's got them all going on. You know, that's why he's, you know, with the real deal New England feel. Well, he's the real deal producer director. Huh? There we go. You know, yeah, listen, you can't direct us. I mean, uh, imagine the, the Herculean task it is to deal with Mark and I, I, um, I you know. I, I, I can't even. You should hear. You should. What you should film are our production meetings. You want to talk about funny? <laughs> anyway, Mark, getting on the other side of the defense. So no, listen. I asked you about offense. Let me ask you the same thing about defense. What's it going to take defensively to shut this Dolphins team down? Well, Chris, defensively, I think you got to. You're going to have to disrupt Tua because let's face it. Yeah, I know he played some last year, but it's almost like he's a rookie too, right? So I think you got to disrupt Tua and get him off his spot and get him and get his feet moving a little bit and get him having to make some quick reads and, and have you can't let him get comfortable back there where he makes a few reads, he rolls out, he can run around a little bit back there. You got to get him uncomfortable because I don't think Tua has the ability to make the quick read or to, to, to make adjustments at the line. I, I don't think he's there yet. He's not going to be able to do that. I think you're going to see them scheme a lot of um, a lot of coverage, and I think you're going to see them scheme a lot of pass rushing. I think you're going to see some some exotic pass rushes. They're going to do a, a bunch of stunts, bring guys from different directions, different angles. I think they're going to tr- – because I think they can with the guys they have, Chris, with Judon and Uche and, and, and Hightower and Vanoy. I think you're going to see these guys coming from all over the place. And I think they're going to – I honestly think they're going to have two his head spinning. And I think – because I don't think the Dolphins have much of a running game, Chris. I'm going to be honest with you. I think our front – should be able to stop them running the football with the additions that we made in the offseason. I think we should be able to stop the run against, especially against Miami. And it's a matter of what are you going to do with Tua? Because they got yeah, some I mean, receivers. It, Miami has some receivers. Yeah, they do. And, and and they do. You know, that's the thing I was going to mention is, you know, you know, you got Parker, you got my uh, <clears throat> uh, mice blinking um, Waddle, okay, from Alabama. So you got these receivers out there. So it, yeah, and even Winovich a little mark to throw in a little bit of a rush, but a specialist on third down. But yeah, they're gonna have to. We're gonna gonna have to get some pressure on them. You're missing Gilmore, right? Yeah. And so you're relying heavily on J.C. Jackson. And you know, if they do go, man, I see that matchup being Parker and J.C. Jackson. The more you know, as much as New England can get that matchup on the field. Um, now you're left with Waddle and. I don't know what that kid's going to bring. I don't know. I mean, I watched him I in the know. preseason, a couple of Dolphins games. He wasn't overly impressive in, no. in preseason. I'm, you know, I don't know how much you can make of that, but if that's going to take that kid to get used to, but no, I don't see Tua being able to just sit back there anyway, even without, and just and just make reads, pick guys apart, no. just like you're talking about. They have a decent tight end, you know, They, they and and he's a guy that gets open. I think open he's with, out, Chris. I think he's hurt. What does that... Um, 
Yeah, because well, he's he, out. He's well, out. Then I don't think he's out. Playing. Well, then yeah, if he's, he's out, playing. they have a, yeah, they have a problem at tight end there because, and that was always the thing I was going to mention. Our issues about covering tight ends. We'll see how Duggar is. We'll see how much Duggar progressed from last year to this year in that in in playing that Chung role where he can go and cover that tight end. But they may, you know, the issues. If any issues are going to occur, it's going to be on the outside with those two money receivers and our second corner, which. You know, which may be Jones and maybe Chris, Williams. If you remember last year, Landry killed us. Jarvis Landry ate us up last year, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did. And so, again, that's 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 the whole thing. I mean, I. but the pass, the pass rush should cure some of that. I told you, those two those two things, the back end and the front end, work in tandem. You, you know, you can't really have one without the other. No, I mean, if the rush isn't getting in a mock, it's hard to believe. You know, it's not like the, the Dolphins' offensive line isn't, that's not what New England's is. So it's hard to believe that the guys you just mentioned, Uche and and look, I told you, I think Judon's going to be up for for defensive player of the year when all is said and done. I think yeah. he's that good in this system with this coach. I really do. With Mayo there and Belichick. He's, I thought Belichick was a bum. Isn't that what oh, I call him? Bobby. Bobby. Bobby says he's a bum. You know, Bobby's half in the bag. He's half in the You can't go by Bobby. Bobby's he's, Chris, he's, he did, he's out there like Pluto. Chris. Chris, he did sound a little out of it, didn't he, Bobby? You know, he must. That guy has to have been out of it since he, uh, for probably many, many years. But, uh, but no, I mean, look, that's going to be the key: is can you control that outside and keep two in the pocket? And again, I think the edge is much, much better. And, and listen, don't sleep on Dietrich Wise, okay? Of, of sealing the edge, and that's what, what is always my oh, huge issue and the need listen, to have to that do. Edge is the, oh, you see me talk to my my true. kids that that I coach. Oh my god. You know about sealing the edge, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's going to be another key tomorrow is sealing the edge, and that's something we have struggled with, Chris, the last couple of years. Sealing the edge, right? Sealing right. the edge. And Tua, okay, you know he's not going to wait. You know <laughs> he's not going to wait. He he's that that it'll be quick, quick gone, quick, quick gone. But yeah. I'd love to see yeah. the situation where that edge gets sealed, and now you start to bring those twists and those pressure in his face. And how's he? And then he can't roll out of the pocket. What's he going to do? They're going to have a lot point, of trouble. Yeah. They're going to have a lot of trouble. So defensively, I think they got the horses to handle this. Um, Chris, I think. You know. the, I think, and I'm really, I really want to see on a full time basis, not rotating in out like you do in preseason. I really want to see Hightower, Vanoy, right on a full time basis. Judon, Uche, like those guys are going to get significant run tomorrow. I really want to see how Belichick schemes and uses those guys because you're going to be able to do all kinds of things with those four guys. And, 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 and I think you're really going to see some stuff from this defense tomorrow. And you're going to say, man, this is the best our defense has looked in quite a while. Yeah. And that's the one thing I was going to bring up is the coaching, you know, who, yeah. who's, who it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see who's running the ship out there. Who's running the show. On defense. Well, that is was a question you and I had every week last year. Remember? Right. Is it Stephen Belichick? Is it Bill Belichick? Is it Mayo? I mean, who who's the guy Chris, out Chris there? Patricia that... is he out? Is he on the field during the games? I didn't even I didn't even take notice in the preseason. I'll be honest with you. But is he is he going to be on the field tomorrow? Or is I he going to be in a box? The field. I, I I don't know. I hope he's in the box. You know, I hope he's in the box because I don't. You know, Mitch Patricia's your favorite guy. <laughs> Patricia's the I hate I can't stand the Ben don't break crap the let's I back just calmed down from Catone's comments you want to bring up Patricia you brought up Patricia uh, yeah but not as Joe, a coach Joe just he doesn't man. even remember anything anymore you know? this is what's happening what's to him to you. Jesus. You know, no listen Patricia I mean whatever he is a consultant yeah stay up in the box uh, I look yeah. I think they're okay with 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 Mayo Bell, the two Belichicks. Um, but I think Mayo's doing a lot of the calls. I think he's giving a lot of the calls out there. And now you have Hightower back, Mark. So, you you know, you got that lead. And that's something we, we I don't think gets enough credit or or, or play is is the leadership ability, what the leadership is uh, in, and, and at both, all levels. You can even argue that Guy is a bit of a leader on that front. And then you got Hightower and then on the back end, you have McCordy. You know, yeah. so you have, you have yeah. a good mixture of, of, New old, new old. And Chris, you know? even with if Hightower goes out, for, even if Hightower goes out 
like sometimes they'll 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 give him a breather and they'll bring in Bentley right just to give him a, a couple of plays off to catch his breath. Van Oy is another guy, Chris, who knows this he, he, the intricacies of this defense. He knows like the back of his hand. So you got another leader in that linebacking crew that 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 will be able to lead these young guys, right? So so I think it's the leadership that you're right at all levels on defense is there. I mean I'm ex- I, I'm really excited to see two things. The leadership and how this and the young guys and the speed that we've added to this defense. And I'm interested to see what happens on the other side of JC Jackson tomorrow. If it's Jonathan Jones, what does he give you? Can can, can he stand up and give you some of what Gilmore gave you? Because if he can, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> Look out. Well, we'll see, Mark. You know, we'll see. Defensively, I think they have enough. I really do. I, I think do. they have enough all season long. And I told you, I think they're going to be a top 10 defense, if not top five. And I think JC Jackson is going to show up big time. I don't want to see Bentley on the field. Yeah, I don't want to see Bentley. No more than I want to see Hall. Therese Hall. Keep him wherever he is. Therese Hall, squad. Chris, is he hurt? I don't know. I didn't see him much. We didn't see him at all, much in the preseason at all. I think he's I think he's right now on the practice squad if they pick him back up. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Oh, there it is. There, there it, it is. is. That, that sound. <laughs> Joe, you know, Joe, you love, two he loves that. Whistle. He he loves that damn whistle, doesn't he? He loves that damn whistle. Yeah. Well, that whistle, that whistle represents a two-minute warning. <laughs> that whistle represents a two-minute warning, and that's presented by Pat the Pats Nation, the real post-game show. Joe's had it on the ticker. Join us 30 minutes following every Patriots game. You're not going to want to miss that. Mark, we're going to deal with predictions today. I want to hear what you think about Miami, and then I want to know what you think about the season prediction. So, they, not me. They want to know. The people, the know. good people of America so, Chris, want to know. Tomorrow, <laughs> I think it's going to be 31-14 New England. I think it's close. Wow. I think it's no, I think it's close early. And then in the second half, I think our defense creates a turnover. I think you put a couple of scores up late. I think it goes from a close game to 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 you open it up late. I think it's like a, you know, maybe like a 21-14 game, 21-13 game, and then it ends up, you know, and then you score later as the defense helps you out a little bit, gets Jones some shorter fields. And I think you end up with like I, I'm predicting 31-14 New England tomorrow. That's my prediction. Um, and, and 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 at that point, the Mac Jones talk is really going to heat up when, when when the kid goes out and takes him to a victory. Um, for that, that's my season? prediction on tomorrow. Okay, so uh, listen, I'll I'll go I'll go tomorrow. And listen, what's the what's the what's the line on this game tomorrow? I think it's we're I think favorite. It's three and a half points, right? Something like that. Yeah, we're favorite. We're giving up three and a half. Yeah, I think we're we'll favorite. That. So. For me, Mark, I, I I don't have him scoring as many points. I, I you know I have him at tw- I have him at twenty four to seventeen, okay. And I think um, what I think is going to take place, I think it's going to be seventeen ten for a while, for a while in this game. You know, I think I think New England hits the seventeen mark somewhere in the third quarter and sits that way for a while. I think okay. I think I think New England gets a late touchdown to make it twenty four, and then and then I think Miami puts one in with garbage left, um, you know, to make it the twenty four seventeen. I just don't know. If I don't, I don't know with Mac Jones if they can. I mean, you and I have always said when you hit the, you know, you hit the, you hit the thirty mark, you win the game. And I'm not sure if they can do that yet. I want to see him in the operation of a real game with the preparation. Yep. So that's yep. that's what I think. Twenty four seventeen and mark the season. The season, Chris. I, I I looked at this last night. I looked at it again this morning. People are gonna think I'm crazy. I'm gonna Ow. go. Well, listen, you know, of course they know I'm crazy, Joe. You mean going to think you are? Going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, think, I, I just know. didn't know if I heard that right. Yeah, Joe, they listen. didn't hear that right. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to go 12 and 5. I'm going to go 12 and 5. Why? Why? Because when I look at the division, I don't think the division is really, I don't, you know. Okay, I believe it or not, Chris, I think you could split with Buffalo. I know everybody loves this kid, Allen, from, from Buffalo when they got digs. I get it. You should have won in Buffalo last year with Cam Newton. We're winning that game. If you don't fumble that ball, you got to beat in Buffalo. Okay? Um. So I think you could split with Buffalo. And when I look at the Jets and I look at Miami, I think they both, I, don't, I think Miami's overrated. 
So I look at that right there. And then I look at the early schedule you play. You get um, New Orleans. You're going to get Dallas. You're going to get teams early. Even you go on the road, you're at the Chargers. We beat them. We beat them up there last year. I just, when I look at the, I know the quarterback's good, Chris, but that, Bella, that's never bothered Belichick, a quarterback like him. When you look at the totality of our schedule, I honestly think, Chris, if Mac Jones is what everybody says he is, I think you go 12 and 5. Listen, that's and and I think the that's a that's a pretty I, that's a bold that's a bold prediction. So does that is. get him in the playoffs? Then absolutely, gets it him should. In. It should get him in. It, Twelve wins gets you in, Chris. Absolutely. So okay, for me, I, I got him at now. How many games are there again this season? What is seventeen? It, yeah, that's why I they just 12, keep yeah. adding. Uh, you know, I I think so. You got him at twelve and five. Um, I got him at 11, 11 and six. Okay. You know, I got him at eleven and six, so I got one one less game than you. I don't, I don't know some of these games I'm looking at, and that's what I'm doing right now. You know, they, you're, the one thing is they don't play a they don't play a, a top flight quarterback. They play Brady in week four, but that's but the only top that, flight quarterback. That's they the only play. top flight. So if the first half of the, and, and see that's the problem here because the first half of the schedule is 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 manageable by them, even more manageable. I mean, they're going to need to win. The majority of those games to get the mark that you want to get them to a 12 wins and the yes. problem with that the only issue i see with that is when you have a rookie quarterback how long is it going to take him you know how long is it going to take this guy to get to where he needs to be because i don't think he's going to be stellar in the first half of the season but i think the expectation of him needs to be you've got to now you you can't win a game for them now but you you're gonna need to do that in November. You you need to progress enough where you can win a game for them in November, December. And if they can't, if he's not there yet, they're not. I don't think they even get to eleven wins. Maybe it's I, 10. I agree. So I agree. These games on the front half, you know, Dolphins, Jets, Saints, like you talked about, Texans, Cowboys, Jets again, Chargers, Panthers. You know, all games, all winnable games, right? All games they should win, other than maybe Tampa. Although Dallas, you know, Dallas's defense stinks. And Brady, the, the Tampa, and I don't want to, you know, we're going to get to Belichick Brady tomorrow on the postgame show, but, you know, they, they they had a lot of trouble with Dallas the other night, you know, and, and, and if they don't make those corrections, and maybe, maybe New England's defense has a good chance, has a chance against them. But those kind of, those games in the front half, they, if they, if they can walk out of that with six wins, something like that, then yeah, I think we're in business for 12 because then on the other half, you got the Browns. Titans, Bills twice, Colts, you know, it, it, yeah. it doesn't get easy. And they're going to lose some of those games, period. So I think 11 and 6 um, is more realistic for them. And I believe that 11 and 6 gets you in. Yes. You know, so I do, I, I, I do I think too. That gets I you do in. too. So the, what about uh, tomorrow? Oh, t- tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah. I already well, you, told you, you. You already told me that. I see. Chris, Joe, what's, it, Joe. what's the matter with this guy? He's Joe, already, you I'm know losing what? it. Because your mind is already on the Pats Nation post-game show, the real post-game show. No, you know what show. it is? I'm thinking about these aggressive drivers. It's got me so fired up, Chris. You, you, take you can actually use the sun was in your eyes. You well, yeah, I got to adjust a little bit. I got to play around. I got the sunlight. You know, tough, yeah. tough, tough. You should never, ever get behind the wheel again, in yeah. my opinion. That's it. Uh, Listen to what he said. Oh. The people in front of him, the people behind them. Next thing you know, he's going to be talking about the people on either side of the uh, other side of the highway on him, right? Can you get him his own like Amber Alert, like Marks on the right. Road Alert. He Amber needs a tank. You need a tank, Mark. That's what you need to drive around in a tank. Right? I do. You, I do. You know, I really could. So the two minute warning was presented by the Pats Nation, the real Patriots post game show, airing thirty minutes after every game. So people, uh, Mark, some people to thank tonight. We've already come to the end, huh? So want to thank the good people over at Special Sauce Podcasts, Podcast, Startup Finance, and Drive Yourself to Success, specialsaucepodcast.com. Want to thank Jag Media Productions, all the great things you see here. That's part of Jag Media Productions. Studio 42 Designs in North Providence for all your graphic design needs. Studio42designs.com. Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. And Mountain View Home Watch and Security, Scottsdale's leading home watch and security firm. Always have to thank our producer and director, Joe Guarneri. Nice job, Joe, as always. 
Mark, it's here. It's here. The Pats Nation, and I've been talking about it all show. Tune in tomorrow. We will be t- we will be at the Pats Nation presented by Corso and Catone, the real Patriots postgame show. And you're going to be able to catch that 30 minutes every single Patriots game. Mark and I will break down all the all the doings of the game. And it'll be the Miami Dolphins traveling to the Patriots at 425 Eastern. We'll go over Mac Mania, Sunday Stiff, and Brady versus Belichick. And also join us next Saturday for Corso and Catone. Go on, tune into our shows, and see if Mark was right with his predictions all week. So, for Mark Catone, Joe Guaneri, I'm Chris Corso. So long, everyone.